This is the Radically Christian Crosstalk Podcast, Episode 9. I'm your host, Wes McAdams. On today's episode, Shayla Sumners, Tanya McElye, Arlie Dominguez, and Holly McAdams discuss friendships among Christian women. The sponsor of today's episode is Campaign Capitol Hill, which is a grassroots effort by Churches of Christ aimed at raising awareness in the Brotherhood on the fine line between politics and religion, preaching the gospel to our nation's leaders, focusing on repentance and God's standard of morality, and reaching lost souls with the saving grace of Jesus Christ. You can find Campaign Capitol Hill on Facebook at facebook.com slash Hill or on their website at campaigncapitolhill.com. There you'll find more information on how to join the the march for God's word. And now let's jump right into our discussion. Ladies, so what are some of the benefits and struggles that you've experienced with building and maintaining friendships with other Christian women? If I'm having a time that I'm really growing closer and doing well, it seems to be that it's my influences of my friends are helping me get there. Sometimes it's not the wrong friends. It's absence of friends yes when you don't pursue relationships is probably more of my struggle is not taking the time to invest in friends or more friends instead of okay I'm, i have my best friend i'm good now but mm-hmm. that's yep. not gonna when be as helpful know. when we first got married and i moved down here from oregon i didn't know anybody obviously and and we kept ourselves very secluded sam's a homebody and so it was just hard to break out and it wasn't until i don't know three years ago that we just started kind of getting together and having tea and letting our kids play date that I really felt, oh, well, okay, I belong here because there's some ladies that know what I'm going through or I can text and say, I have to get rid of my son right now. Please take him (laughs) or, you know, that sort of thing. I was thinking, like you just mentioned the moms, you know, being all of us being moms, it helps that job that we have tremendously to have friends in that same spot that we are um that we can relate to and then we could say my son is doing this is yours doing that (laughs) yes oh (laughs) it's not just me (laughs) thank you (laughs) you know that helps one two there's so much of a comparison among moms all the Mm -hmm. time competition Mm -hmm. yes even better competition and so it's just nice to know that the moms that if i mean if they're christian friends it's it still sometimes feels like a competition, but at least it's not as much, it seems, as it is in the secular world because we at least all are striving for the same goal for our kids. And so we're not as worried usually about the athletics or the things like that. We're more worried about are we teaching them? Are we yeah. keeping them? Well, and along that same line, I, I feel totally comfortable sending my kids with my mom friends, you guys, and and knowing that they're not going to be exposed to something that I'm not going to want them exposed to. It's comforting. I mean, you don't yeah. want to just send them to anybody's house. <laughs> you don't. But there are I mean, moments <laughs> that you need to send them to somebody's house. Yeah. <laughs> Besides moms, it's it's uh, friendships with older women or younger women. I mean, I just spent the last hour and a half laughing with somebody that I say hi to, uh, you know, when we pass and that sort of thing. But she had me rolling practically on the floor she was telling stories and it's just it was uplifting it was it was nice to know that I can commiserate with somebody who is 20 years my senior and feel good about it you have to be active like if you weren't at that event today 
then you wouldn't have gotten that, you know. And if right. I don't go to, I don't know, something that the church is hosting, you know, these home builders, our class devos that we have, you know, I develop friendships with other people that I normally wouldn't maybe, you know, and you have to be involved and be active and seek get out, out your, opportunities, yeah. Get out of your comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's why I find it frustrating when people say, well, I don't fit in if they're not attending. Because if you don't actually come, you're never going to fit in. You know, it's not something that just clicks into place. You have to come and put forth an effort. And likewise, the class has to put forth the effort when you come. But, right. you know, I mean, you can't be absent and expect to have the best friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be the, the outside kind of the during the week interactions. Because 10 minutes once a week is not going to get you a friend, yeah. really. You, you may find a common interest. But it's more the one-on-one where you actually get to know somebody and find out. Yeah. And that's harder to do. (laughs) One thing I find somewhat frustrating but is just easy to fall into is that as moms, when we get together, we talk about our kids. Which is great because that's a bulk of our time and our struggles is how to raise our children and to keep our home and to in our marriage and just those things. But. I find myself a little bit envious when James talks about this great conversation that he had and how he's uplifted and feels like he learned something whenever it's like, yeah, we talked about poopy diapers for half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, I don't know, finding the time to develop a deeper conversation in the limited time that you get together. When you're not chasing after a kid or Mm -hmm. saying, hey, stop, stop, stop. But that's why I did like, I mean, even though there was so much chasing, that when we did the women's, you know, doing the the mom's Devo, it was it's kind of one of those things that we just all understood that at some mm-hmm. point, someone might get up and bolt from their chair, and we just kept right on the <laughs> right. You don't stop. You just, the table. That's right. And you just keep going. You just keep going. So yeah. I think I struggle with the same thing you were talking about, though, going back to having just a few. It's really hard mm-hmm. to branch out and let a lot of people see you, you know? I mean, and I mean, I don't think that's necessarily wrong because you look, I mean, even Jesus had the ones he was the mm-hmm. closest to. And so, I mean, I think that that's okay. But at the same time, I find that I will be so closed off that everybody else gets just just the facade. You get to see mm-hmm. the smile. You get to see mm-hmm. the nod of head, but you don't get to know what's really happening. And I think that that sometimes is to a detriment because there's people out there, just like you were talking about the lady you were talking with today. I mean, that could be very beneficial when mm-hmm. I need them, but I don't let them. Mm-hmm. It could be your very best friend and you just don't know it yet, you know? Yeah. That's right. Well, you don't want to burden somebody with your problems, you know? You, you, nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to feel like a leech on somebody else. I think that's part of the struggle of maybe going to a new congregation and feeling welcomed is you're very welcomed when you're there at the assembly or Bible class, but until... Unless I know there are people who are very outgoing and would not have a problem going up to in a new group and finding somebody to be friends with. But I know personally, I am not that way. And so to go into a new group and make friendships, it wasn't until somebody else reached out to me that it happened and I felt comfortable here. And that's just really, really hard for me to flip around and do for somebody new. Well, I think you have to know the person, too, because some people that are so outgoing expect you to greet them with that immediate, come with me, let's go part, you know. And so um, that's 
different than the people that are more with reserved. If you invite them and they turn you down, it kind of, you know, it's, you have to learn their personality. So it's hard to be the new person coming in, having people reach out to you, but it's also hard being the person reaching out. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't know what to say, or I don't know what to say. Well, yeah, we had, we've had a couple of. Uh, we're not great. We're really not great. We try sometimes, and we'll get into a good groove of getting people over for dinners and things. But we've had a couple of those where you sit down, and then it's like awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you know, well, and hopefully everybody's really forgiving about that. I would, I would think so. so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, because I think, I mean, it's it's definitely, I mean, when you have that awkward science, it's two-way street because they're feeling as awkward as you are at the moment. But I think that's just the thing is it takes getting to know someone. My favorite thing is finding the one thing. Like we had a new couple not too long ago that we'd had, well, I say that it was like six months ago, but we had them over for dinner and um, it was just kind of a little different. And then we discovered that she and I both love Doctor Who. And so it was like, oh, there's a common <laughs> Who doesn't love Doctor Who? <laughs> It seems to me men tend to have more shallow relationships with each other. We don't open ourselves up with our friends as as well as women seem to do. So we don't benefit, I don't think, from the deep, connected friendships. But on the flip side, men don't tend to get their their feelings hurt in friendships as much either, it seems to me. So, so do you think that that's accurate? Do you think women and men differ in how they build relationships with their friends? I think sometimes it's harder to maintain a relationship, a friendship, because you want that depth and you expect it. And so if it gets to a shallow level, then you feel like, well, I've kind of lost yeah. that friend. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, okay, well, I'm done with that. Let's move on to the next person. Or <laughs> Yeah, I don't think girls do shallow friendships as well. Mm-mm. I mean, not in call it a friendship. You have people at church that you, you know, are, yeah, you are know and say, I'm fine <laughs> when they ask, how are you? But. Yeah, I mean, once it moves to shallow, it's almost moved out of that level. Mm-hmm. And you may still reconnect. Because I know whenever we moved here, I had friends, coworkers that I very rarely contact now, unless maybe we're in Longview and we're meeting together. But outside of that, it's uh, it's very difficult, I think, to maintain a deep friendship long distance, especially. I think that's why sometimes we're more selective at Keeping the, mm. like we said, keeping just a couple, because I think sometimes it's harder to carry on l- many deep, deep relationships. But when they're not deep, they don't necessarily feel like that friendship level to me. So, I mean, it's some of those tough times when you do hurt each other's feelings because you do know each other so well. Um, let's face it, sometimes girls can be catty. Even. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Point proven. <laughs> I can be catty, yes. <laughs> girls, to me, and I've always been one that has more guy friends than girlfriends, girls to me are all in. They're, it's all in or nothing. And it, there is definitely benefits to that. I mean, the encouragement and the uplifting and the I can tell you these things and you can completely understand – as opposed to the shallow friendships that other people can have where you don't really get anything out of it. You like the person, you say, hi, you're fine, how are you, you know, maybe how's your parents or how's the kids or whatever. But it's there's nothing there. There's nothing for your, especially for, for me, I'm with the kids all day. 
and I don't I don't want somebody who's not gonna embrace my entire crazy, you know. And you can't be friends with everybody. I mean, it's just a fact. You're not yeah. gonna get along with everybody. Personalities aren't gonna match lifestyles, interests. There's just some people you're not even if you tried, you wouldn't develop a deep friendship with. And that's okay. Sometimes I feel bad. It's like I really need to get to know that person better. I know a little bit about her or and I want to get to know her better, but a lot of times it's just it's just easier not to invest the time in the invitation. Yeah. See if you could develop a friendship. One of the things that the guys have discussed on the podcast is our need to confess our sins and our struggles to one another, but that we don't do that as well as we should. What about y'all? Do you do you think that's something that you do well, or do you struggle with that too? Well, that's embarrassing. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know I need to work on it more. I, I confess struggles like, like well, I'm stuck with this, this homeschool issue, Holly. What do you do about this? You know, that kind of struggle, but the, the personal... I really can't be around this person without sneering or smirking or something. What? How do I deal with that? I don't, you know, confess those types of struggles. That's that's silly. (laughs) It's easy to confess the ones that you know are common. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The family, kids, very rarely maybe with your husband. But the ones that are personal are hard. Yeah. And, you know, we should do a better job at confessing that sort of thing you i know you guys aren't gonna look at look at me in a bad light after i confess my sin and my struggles to you guys you're gonna want to encourage me and be there for me and and that sort of thing and ask how i'm doing with it whenever maybe i don't want to talk about it (laughs) exactly or (laughs) remind me (laughs) no i know you're struggling with this are you sure that's the route you want to go is you know I think there's a difference between knowing that you can do it, like even with your best friends, knowing you can can give those struggles out there and then trusting enough to do it. I mean, I know that you won't judge me because I'm so worried that I'll be judged, then I don't want to say it mm. because then it's out there. Well, I have and, to judge myself then. Yeah, true. For me, it's sometimes it's like finding the right time to say it. Mm. Like you have to have, okay, well, this conversation is more going this way, so I'll save this. Right. problem for mm-hmm. another time yeah whenever if you would just say hey i need you to listen for a minute it would be that so would much... take your relationship to a completely different level it was so much deeper and so much more gratifying to both of you to both of both people you know if you would confess to each other and you know really do it and i mean that would be i think we're probably missing out on a lot of, mm-hmm. if we don't do that and i don't do that but <laughs> i'm missing out <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. deepens the trust. Yeah. Because if it's somebody else telling it to you, it's like, wow, they trust me. And so I think I could trust them well, with mine. Yeah. And then and if you're the one going first, so to speak, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, saying it out loud to somebody is like, okay, well, now it's out loud. Now I have admitted it. But also, I admitted it to this person. So obviously, I do trust this person. I do want this person to it's just a realization, you know, something clicks and for me, I guess. I don't know. If well, I you think guys you're right. Way. Holly's right. It's an it's almost an instant bond. I mean, mm-hmm. there's an mm-hmm. instant bond that happens. It's just like when you I mean, not that 
they're necessarily the same thing, but if you're sharing a crisis or a tragedy with someone, you're, there is a deep bond that happens. And it's the same thing if we would allow ourselves to go ahead and just share those struggles and those trials and the things that we really have deep. There'd be an instant bond between you and the person you've chosen mm-hmm. to mentor with. It happens in marriage. I know whenever James and I have either had an argument or disagreement or shared something we're struggling with, you just feel closer. So then why don't we do it? <laughs> That's the question. Why okay, don't we do stay it? At <laughs> we'll plan a meeting. <laughs> I'll clean house and y'all can come over. <laughs> well, I think, uh, you know, we laugh about clean house, but I think that has a lot to do with it too, is that sometimes <laughs> we get so busy in our daily life that days will pass. I mean, like this summer, I planned so many times to have you guys come and play at our house. And yet daily life just happens to where we get wound up in house cleaning and food and grocery shopping and, you know, keeping the kids from strangling each other or whatever it is for that day that the whole day passes. And you're like, that's all I did was all my mom duties and it, that's it. So it's easy to let it get in the way of other things. Well, and sometimes you feel like it's just one more thing I have to do and mm-hmm. it's it's tiring, but I think that is probably more beneficial than making sure your fridge is spotless at the t- moment, you know? <laughs> Which mine's not, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I might vacuum. <laughs> well, it's like those devos that we had once a week, you know, at 10 o'clock on Wednesday mornings. Okay. <laughs> we get to go again. We get to go again. Okay, yes. And then... And then they're done, they're over, and then oh, I'm so glad I went. You know, that was so nice to see everybody and yeah. to hear from other people. And Yeah. You know. And even if it is just a five-minute conversation that didn't include running after your children or something like that, it, it is a sigh of relief. Like, oh, okay. Somebody is here for me. I'm here for them. It's a, I'm not just mom. I'm not just somebody's wife. I'm not just. I'm not just. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe that's what we have to do is strive harder to not make it have to be the official at 10 o'clock on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. but let it be that the moment you feel that in your day, you... Because texting, I mean, we can text anybody any old time I nowadays. I love texting you guys. It's, it's <laughs> one of my favorite things because I can say just random things and you guys are totally cool with it. That's <laughs> right. Having having that instant connection of of texting. Well, being a mom can be so isolating even though you're constantly surrounded by somebody, but you're yeah. at home or running errands and trying to corral those somebodies. Sometimes because it's like your husband goes to work and they're gone all day. And I know there's a lot of pressure and that goes on with having to leave the house every day and, and not guilt. getting to stay home. Yeah. But sometimes staying home is like, I am surrounded by these four walls or maybe the backyard fence, but that's where I was the entire day. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes that same guilt is associated for feeling that way. Do y'all, I mean, yes. do y'all get that? Because yes. I'm like, I feel so mm-hmm. guilty that I feel upset or frustrated at being stuck. And you're just like, oh, my goodness, this is what I wanted my whole life mm-hmm. yeah. was to be that stay-at-home mom. And now I'm mad? I mean, how do I justify that? And I don't. But Well, that's where that once a week play date or the texting conversation that carries on through a day or two helps. Yeah. You feel that connection. I think we, we as women crave that connection, need something. It's a little more hardwired. Yeah. yeah. We're women. emotional. We need, yeah. Yes. yes. We need some, somebody. When I, th- I think that's why, you know, we were talking about kids and being at home around people all the time, but it doesn't give you the connection because we don't, we need the adult closeness. We need the, 
camaraderie and we love our children, but they are not your comrades. <laughs> they are your children. <laughs> You're not even rational human beings yet. So it's pretty hard. <laughs> Shayla, you mentioned earlier that that you're kind of jealous that James has more spiritual conversations with his friends than than you have the opportunity for. Is that something that y'all feel, I don't know, kind of awkward about bringing up spiritual topics with your friends? Well, for me, turning the conversation to spiritual things other than the kids or what recipe I'm making that night or whatever, it, it, it's difficult for me because Sam thinks about this stuff all day, every day, even when he's playing video games or board games, he's thinking about this. Stuff. He's amazing to me. I, I can't, I can't track my mind like that. I have, I'm, I'm very focused on. Okay, well now we have baths, and then we have lunch, and then we have this, and then we have this, and then we have this, and then by the time I get around to thinking about spiritual things, you're ready for bed. Yeah, I'm ready for <laughs> bed. That's right. I'm exhausted, and and so. I want to talk about these things with you girls, but I don't know what to say, and I don't feel educated, and uh, partly, that it's not partly, that is my fault, because I don't study as much as I should, but, you know, you don't want to make that one comment where everybody's like, really, that's what you believe? That's, you know, that's are, you sh- are you sure that's in the Bible? I don't know, you know. I think that's the judgmental. You know, I mean, yeah. it's it's you're always so worried, like that your question's going to come across as dumb, or you know, yeah. really you don't know that, and yeah. so it's more like they're probably so much smarter and they know more than me. So I hate to you know seem so immature in Christ, and you know, it's just a it's somewhat of a fear that you're going to come off. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't going to say it, but that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Will you talk about what you know? Yeah. And it's, at least for me, it's very uncommon to study a spiritual matter in depth to where I would feel like I could comfortably just bring it up in a conversation. I mean, I think that kind of goes for women in general, is that we do, we grab that 15, 30 minutes in the morning or after the kids are in bed to do our quiet time for the day to read some scripture, but we don't either always know how or have the time or feel like we don't have the time to take it into an in-depth study that you could bring up and discuss. Yeah. Well, that's all my life. I mean, I literally it felt like it was the checklist. As long as you read your Bible, then you can say, I studied today. And that's, I mean, that's just kind of was the way I grew up and the way I thought. And then it was not too long ago that this great preacher guy <laughs> was doing a sermon and he said, you know, it's more to it than that. It's not that you read, you can read, but you have to study to understand. And it really made an impact. But that's the thing is that being that all my life I've just read, <laughs> I feel like I'm so new at the mm. deep study and trying to find those things. So, you know. To come up with your own like devotional thoughts <laughs> exactly. instead of reading somebody else's for, you know, that's that calendar day marked off because that's, yeah, it's what you found that kind of feeds your spirit in the time that you feel like you have. When we uh, were doing the women of the Bible in our mom's group, uh, when we would pass it around and each person would pick a woman and teach about her, that was the toughest thing I have ever done in my <laughs> life. Ah, 
I hated it. I I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's like it took a week well, to come up with something. I liked. I I I okay. I liked reading and searching and studying. I hated presenting. Mm. You know, it's like okay, I've done all this this prep, but now I have to tell these ladies about it. They're gonna think, really? That's all you did, and you've known about this for three weeks now, and you—that's all you did, really, really. We're constantly worried about what other people think of us, especially women. We're worried what they think about us as a Christian woman. We're worried what they think about us as a mom. I mean, every aspect of it. We just worry too much. <laughs> I am very good at that. Well, I think the other thing we were, I had heard that was really good was a lot of times we think that they have to only read the Bible when you're studying. And sometimes it's good to take that and find the commentaries and things like that. But it always seemed like that was something that, you know, like the elders or the preachers did. And it just felt like I was just supposed to read just the Bible. And not saying that reading the Bible is not a good thing. <laughs> Don't take it that way. But um but I mean it's it's more too. I mean there's there's a lot of people who've studied for a whole lot longer than I have. And they have come up with these things that will provoke my thoughts. And so I've, I have found recently that I enjoy reading through the scripture and finding something I want to think about and talk about to myself and then going and finding what other people have said about it. Um, it's just helpful. I think it was nice when we did those devos that, you know, we had an assignment. Like I had assignment. Okay, this week I'm going to talk about Hannah to the women. And so I'm going to do it and I have to do it. And it has to be done Wednesday at 10, mm. you know. And so it made me do it, and it made me study, and it made me go in depth, and it made me talk to other women about it. And so those things are good. Well, sometimes what I find is lack of being able to focus on something. It's like, okay, I want to study something mm. in depth. What do I pick? Yeah. There's a yeah. million things looking me in the face, and how do I narrow it down to the Point, thing that I'm interested in and <laughs> have the ability to look into? Yeah. And that, maybe that's what we have to do. You're talking about our women's devo is I was just thinking about the fact that each of us when it was our turn to teach got to be in depth about one lady but maybe that was our problem is that maybe the next time we do it what we do is we all study that woman for that week and then when we come to the table it's not one person presenting it's everybody it's can be discussion. a part of the discussion because everyone studied her all week long it can be like the men's brown bag luncheons <laughs> A big thanks to all of our guests and to Cameron McOyer for his help in the production of this show. And thank you to all of our listeners. We hope this discussion inspires you to have these kinds of spiritual discussions with people in your life. If you have a question or a topic you'd like for us to discuss, please call and leave us a short voicemail at 707-238-2216. That's 707-238-2216. Remember, we love you, God loves you, and we hope you have a wonderful day. Boom, boom, boom.